Today on Launchpad, we're going to talk about my favorite stage of entrepreneurship, teachers that inspire us, and boobies. <laughs> Is that part of entrepreneurship? <laughs> I like that. Well, Christy Lee, welcome to Launchpad where uh, I'm excited to have you as a guest because you're in one of my favorite stages of the entrepreneurial journey. <laughs> what is that? Well, you're kind of, uh, you've just, you've, you're, you've been a little flipped upside down, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and now you're trying to find your feet under you and you're setting out on your own. Which and reinventing is and not knowing anything about business. So we're talking about the business of no business. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. And how do you create a business with no business? Well, you have a bit of a brand that you can leverage to to I, start. I agree with that, but I have no business skills. So I have no idea how to leverage that brand or how to make money from that brand. So I let you in on a little secret. Okay. You don't need business skills to be a business person. Really? Or an entrepreneur, yeah. Really? I didn't have any business skills. I still say I don't have any business skills. And that's why this so that's why this show exists is because Anybody can do this. Anybody can be in business for themselves. Well, yeah, because all I had to do was go to my accountant and I filled out some paperwork and now it's Christy Lee News, LLC. It was awesome. And now I get and Now you're this, in business. Yeah, I'm in business. I have a checking account. I have like, I was at the bank today and I go, so how does this work? If I, if they made a check out to Christy Lee News, LLC, do I sign my name? I don't, I'm like totally oblivious. I have no idea. The nice thing is do. you can learn all of this stuff. And I, so I, I got my business degree from YouTube and fucking shit up. Okay. So what is that YouTube channel? Because I need to write that down. It's all the YouTube channels. Oh, really? Yeah. You can learn all kinds of what, what do you want to know? I just want to know how to market me. Market me? Market me. Okay. We've been drinking. So let me just, <laughs> this isn't a really fair show right now because I've been drinking a little bit, but yeah, I don't know how to market myself. And that to me, as far as a business person, let alone the whole QuickBooks thing, but just, <laughs> oh my God, who developed QuickBooks? It's so easy to use, right? Bullshit. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I, they ever go, oh, this is so, so easy. No, I got I to gotta set up vendors. Customer. Is it a vendor or a customer? I don't know. So the first time I brought on a real accountant, yeah. I handed them the QuickBooks that I had been doing. Right. And they said, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> What is this mess of shit that you handed me? And I said, I've been doing the accounting. And they said, I don't know what you've been doing, but it certainly hasn't been accounting. See, it's not <laughs> as easy as everybody says. And I had this woman come to my house, God love her. And she sat down with me. It cost me $250 for, I don't know how long she was there, but you know, she's like, you got this right. I go, I got this. Yeah. And now I look at it and I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. Do I have vendors? Do I have customers? Do I... I mean, I don't know. Am I? See, the, but the, the thing is, you don't need to know, right? That's not your strong suit. So, uh, anytime I'm giving advice to a, a, a fledgling entrepreneur, it is that is you uh, is to be good at what you're good at, and that's talking. I could do this all day. Yeah, it's easy, right? right? But you're this very talented. Doesn't pay the bills. I need somebody to help me, like market myself. I need an agent. I need an accountant. I do have a great accountant but I need him to come over and like physically do my QuickBooks because I'm trying, but... It's really hard. I love it when they go paid, ting, and there's like this little <laughs> cling sound, and I'm like, yes, I did it right. That's how I know I did it right. Maybe get that. an intern. An intern. Yeah. 
Because I, I would imagine well, that you have... Well, it used to be in the day when I was working for Bob and Tom, that would have been a really good selling point. Right now, what, <laughs> you could be an intern for what? For I bet you have a tremendous skill set that they could pick up on. What? The Christy Lee podcast? Yeah. Yeah, you can sit in here and drink wine with us. It'll be great. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to help. No, you're right. I'm sorry, Josh. Right. I, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> um, so what direction are you going? Podcasts. What else are you doing? I am definitely doing the podcast, which is really taking over my life. I never thought I would actually enjoy it. And I have really embraced it and really loved it. Um, as far as Christy Lee News, LLC, I would really love to do more public speaking, um, voiceover work. Um, that's kind of how I see myself more along with the podcasting, but um, hosting events. I love events. I like a lot of things. Let's I do a it, lot of things. Let's take it way back. How did you get into radio in the first place? How did you find yourself on the Bob and Tom show before that? Like oh, where did you, where that. did you get started? Where did you get started? I started in high school. Um, That's awesome. When I was 15. I love it when people start in high school. Yeah. When I was 15 years old, I was real into aviation actually. Here's a little secret you don't know. Uh, Top Gun influenced my life a lot. And I really wanted to Influenced teach. mine too. I really, Tom well, Cruise. that's why you play beach volleyball because yep. look at you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, no, I really wanted to teach fighter pilots. I wanted to teach pilots how to fly and I was really into flying and there goes my phone. Thank God I have a bright, unbreakable case on it. Um, <laughs> but no, I really wanted to fly. And so at my high school, they had a really great vocational program into aeronautics. So I was in this aeronautical program and this kid was in my class and he goes, you know what you ought to take that's really an easy class is Radio 101. And I go, what the hell is that? And he goes, it's really kind of fun. And I was a sophomore in high school. And so my junior year, I go, why not? So I took this Radio 101 class. And obviously that parlayed into two years of radio television in high school. My radio teacher, who I always give credit to, and I will do it again right now, Dana Webb, was amazing, wonderful. He um, got me a job when I was, I'd just gotten my license. In fact, I couldn't even drive to my job. My mother had to drive me to a little station in Lebanon, Indiana for like the first three months. And then I finally got my license and I could drive myself but then after that, I worked at um, WIRE Indianapolis, which was a big at the time. No, that's a great big when, station. when people do that, take you under their wing. And so I, I have a very similar story in that I got started in the my I used to be a sign guy I used to make like big electric neon signs. Mm -hmm. And in high school, um, I dusted off an old plotter that was in the woodshop class and started making signs with it. And uh, up until then, I'd pretty much just been a stoner burnout. And the uh, shop teacher took a shine to the fact that I was doing it and got me my first job in the sign business. So teachers, it was, it if was you're nice. listening, I know it's a tough gig and I know that you don't get a lot of accolades and I, know, I believe me, I know it. And I just want you to know. And in fact, I try to tell any teacher that I meet, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you do change lives. You really do change a life. You can change change lives. They, I think yeah. most teachers do. They just don't know it. And I think even kids that right. have been exposed to a teacher will have a really hard time. They won't know that this particular person changed my life. I happen to know it just because it's blatant. I mean, it was obvious. Um, there's another teacher that I have, Jenny Hendricks, who also changed my life, who I still am very good friends with to this day, along with Dana Webb. 
But I mean, that was, you know, she was my gymnast, she was a gym teacher, but I was a real gymnast and I really enjoyed physical education. To this day, I still love that. I still love gymnastics. I still love doing gymnastics events. So, I mean, teachers I, can I change I had somebody lives. tell me that gymnastics wasn't sports the other day and I, I, I laughed at them. I'm like, are you, are you I fucking, will kick are the you shit fucking kidding me? Who gymnastics are they? aren't sports. Really? Yeah. No. Oh my God. I've got the injuries to prove it. And <laughs> yeah. I was a terrible gymnast. I was a terrible gymnast and I still, yeah, it's talk to my daughter about cheerleading being a sport. I have a daughter who's going to be a varsity cheerleader next year and she was really pissed off because a local radio station was talking about, is cheerleading a sport? And she comes downstairs and she goes, you need to call him up and tell him <laughs> this is a sport. It's a Do goddamn you? sport. She goes, I work freaking four hours a night, you know, five days a week. I mean, it's a sport. It's a sport, people. It's a sport. What? But, so now that we're derailed, what, yeah. what classifies a sport being a sport? I think what classifies a sport being right because i think like nascar is a sport hell yeah it's a sport people would say that it's not well that's crazy i I mean to you drive 500 miles in two and a half hours or whatever it takes and tell me it's not a sport well i think a putt-putt golf can be considered a sport yeah just about anything i had friends who was a putt-putt golf champion when i was in high school absolutely no shit that's a thing yes that's amazing way back in 1978 it was a big (laughs) thing and i mean but they played every day i mean i think if it's anything that you commit to and you know try really hard and competitive anything. eating joey chestnut is a good that's friend a of mine sport. Yeah. absolutely joey's you know a great friend of mine have you yeah. met joey he's a oh, good yeah. guy you know joey chestnut yes he's a great guy yeah man. and we can have him on your show we can we, get him on our show yeah we yeah. should have joey chestnut on the show we'll do a combo show because yeah. i need him on my show too but i'll go ahead and chime in real quick just to let you know the sport the definition of sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another for others or entertainment see so, it's I a would, sport yeah and it's this a sport. is the first time much that brad has ever googled something we were talking about <laughs> really? and helped us with it yes oh, i love brad, <laughs> you, brad. <laughs> i think brad, i've kind of is he doing it for you i, I kind of do he this doesn't do brad. this shit for well, me i always I talk to brad like he's off you. camera <laughs> and i always call us we now so it's like we're a nascar team I'm like brad and i are our own nascar team that's what i think of now yeah. We're yeah, like he's our like own the crew chief. Team. He's my crew chief. Exactly. Only he never tells me how many laps because I got left. <laughs> if it weren't for him, I would not be here. And I, God, I love him so much. Brad Shoemaker, tra- check it out. Great. Well, I'm sorry. Studio. But you know, good. if I Googled every definition, that would just get boring. <laughs> no, this I mean, would, that's you know. very helpful. But sport. Yeah, I think I am a big, I'm a big fan of sports that people don't think are sports because I started in television on ESPN2 when they first became a network. And at the time, ESPN, this was way back in the day when most of you people weren't born, but it was cable TV and they really didn't know what to do with the network. And so they wanted to do sports that people didn't think were sports. So I did arm wrestling. I did. Log rolling. What? Log rolling. I did log. I did not cover log rolling, but I actually did log rolling. That is hard. Have you ever done that? (laughs) I've never tried. Very hard. It is hard. I, I did cover air the air races in Reno. I mean, I covered a lot of weird things that people were like, that's not really a sport. I go, uh, yeah, if you risk your life to race, it's a sport. I'm I, sorry. It's I, a sport. I would agree with you completely. Let's circle back around. So we I was going to say, this uh, has nothing to do with It business. does. I mean, you were just talking about where you were working. So oh. it's part of the chain. So you went to W something. Yeah. So anyway, out of high. Uh, I know so during, it's W because it's on this side of the Mississippi. Yes. So during high school, I started working in radio. 
Um, then we were just talking off the air a minute ago about how uh, back in the day you had to have a license to be able to sign on and off a radio station or to take meter readings or it was it was actually quite prestigious. And I had what was called a first class license, which at the time very few women had, especially nice. in 1979. And Dana Webb said to me one day, I go, I don't know anything about capacitors. He goes, trust me, I can get you this license and it will pay off. And I trusted him and I listened to him. And like every other decision I've ever made in my life, it always comes back to Dana. He was right. I got this license and I ended up working in television as a as an engineer for a TV station, WRTV6. And back then, women didn't do that. But you had to have a first-class license to work on a television station then. And so it was really great. And I was still working radio, and I had this old engineer, I'll never forget, Barney Hobbs. God love him. Rest in peace, Barney. He was one of my favorite people of all time. And Barney used to say to me, go, that radio is just for a hobby. This is your career. <laughs> and and I, and I always thought of that, and I kept thinking, because I was, I was a union. I worked for IB. I was in the IBEW, Local 440. I mean, I paid dues. I had a great job at 20. I didn't even go to college. I mean, I was 20 years yeah. old making bought my first house. I mean, I was like making money. I was doing great. And so I kept looking at that going, ah, radio is just a, you know, a flash in the pan thing for me. It's fun, but it's never going to be my career. This is my career. I'm going to be a technical director forever. But then Bob and Tom showed up and that changed everything. And I used to do the fabulous overnight show that everyone listened to midnight to 6 a.m. Monday morning, Sunday night into Monday morning. And uh, I ended up just hanging out more and more and more and more. And that just kind of led to where I am. How'd you pick up the overnight gig? I had been working weekends in radio forever and mm -hmm. I had wanted to work at Q95 and had been working there for a year or two when Bob and Tom got hired and I had only been doing weekends, just fill in part time because I had that regular gig and, um, and I loved working the overnights because, and now that all the program directors are gone, I can tell them all this because all the guys and bands and stuff would come in <laughs> after the Broad Ripple bars would close and we would play their local music and I'd have them in the studio with me and I was dating musicians and it was like, this is the greatest gig of my life. It, to me, it was the greatest gig. Saturday night from midnight to 6 a.m. Sunday morning, probably the best time of my life in the early 80s. That it was awesome. sounds epic. It was awesome. And if I only had those audio tapes because... I probably did a lot of things I wasn't supposed to do, but had a lot of fun doing them. You know, you did a lot of things you weren't supposed to do. Hell it's yeah. Probably, no was... prob probably, probably shouldn't yeah. be in that and then... well, that's, that's part of radio. I mean, if right. you're not doing something that will eventually get you fired, if they found out, <laughs> then you're then no you're, good on the radio. You're not going to make it in that radio world. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's then what a very the good shit point. are we going to do on podcasts, man? <laughs> well, that's. We're... We have to murder people. No, in here. okay. Here's what I have oh, equated. Don't do that. Here's what I've equated podcasts to, and it reminds me a lot of when I started in radio. Was kind of the downfall of radio. Um, and not, you know, radio is not dead. It's not going anywhere. But the corporatization of radio. Yeah, it's very uh, corporate. Now. When I started at Q95, we had a promotions budget that was, I don't even know how much we spent on helium tanks and. <laughs> And just stupid shit. I mean, we had bl uh, blimps that were flying around the Colts Stadium. Sure. We had, uh, we would buy airplanes to circle over uh, Verizon Wireless just to make sure that we got our name out there and yep. let everybody know that we were beating the competition. I mean, stupid money shit. We would just spend, spend, spend. Let's and, take a look at the ratings and see what's going on now. I know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it kind of went down to this thing where after 
corporate kind of got involved, they take away the promotion budget. You didn't have the street wars with other, you know, radio companies anymore. The fun kind of got sucked out of it, and it just became a I show up, I turn on the mic, I do my thing, I go home. It wasn't this passion for your station anymore. Hurts right. my heart. And I think that's where podcasting is now is it's not bought up by corporations and therefore you can do whatever the hell you want. We might have the, not have the budget, but you can try we have something. A passion. We yeah, we have passion. It. We can do zany, stupid things. We can drink, we can exactly. curse, we can do whatever we want. We no FCC. No. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful and it's a wonderful thing. And I think the greatest thing about me just jumping into this whole podcasting thing, because I did fight it for a long time. And I thought, well, why do I need this? Because I had a job and I was happy and I thought and successful and I don't I need this. I don't need this. <laughs> I love that. But you know, one of the most wonderful things is my neighbor actually today, who is probably a little bit older than I am, so I'd say 60. Okay, a lot older than I am. <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink, nod, nod. Um, but he, you know, neighbor Mike, who we talk about on the air all the time, neighbor Mike actually came over the other side of the fence today and he said, I just want to let you know that I listened to your podcast and it's awesome. And he goes, I also want to let you know that I didn't know podcasting really existed and I didn't know how many options there were. And he goes, now I'm into Freakonomics. I'm into, there he would love your show. I mean, he, because people just aren't exposed to it. I was not exposed to it until I started doing it. And it's such, this is the future of broadcasting. This is what... Well, this is Netflix. This is HBO of radio. This yeah. is, you can pretty much try things and have right. a chance to see what happens. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You right. try something else. Right. Well, and it's, I mean, for the for the most part, completely uncensored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, for now. Yeah, absolutely. For now. I, but I mean, even uh, there's nobody telling us what we can say and what we can do because a sponsor might, you know. Mm -hmm. like, and, you know, there's no payola no. or pluggle either, which no. we should figure out how to take advantage of that. <laughs> we should figure out how to take oh, advantage of that. Believe me, I have people that. that would probably find out about that. So how did you come up with this bottoms up thing? Um, the short story is that I saw it in a daydream at mm -hmm. my dad's birthday party. And he said that. If somebody could have figured it out, they already would have. And I took that as a personal challenge. And uh, four days later, I called him up and I said, hey, old man, I figured it out. I know this is your podcast, but for those people who don't know, Bottoms Up is a wonderful um, dispensary for draft beer. It's a, it's a that draft comes from beer the dispenser that fills up. the glass right. through the bottom of the cup. So you don't have... Waste, no foam, no uh, foam, hands free. Yeah, it, and you get these cute little magnets. That, by the way, that yes, they're I, cute. I took. I really thought I was going to get a magnet today because you promised <laughs> me if I did the show, I'd get my own magnet. That's the only I, reason she did the show. Yeah, it's the only reason. It's like I and, don't have a business. I'm not going to come on. A well, I'm looking show. at fucking Gary Dick. Oh my god, I just said the F word. <laughs> now that I don't love Gary Dick, used to work with him at one that TV station I was just talking about. But Gary's I'm like, fantastic. Pete the Planner, love Pete. Love Pete. He's a really good friend, but I don't want my name on The ironic part Dr. is... Will, you got Dr. Will, you got Scott Long? Come on. The ironic part is, uh, the reason why she doesn't have a magnet yet is because I've been too bit damn busy working on her show. <laughs> All right, Brad. Are you the reason our shows aren't posted on I'm Monday sorry, anymore? I'm sorry. No, hmm? they'll get back to Mondays. <laughs> oh, they will. Actually, Tuesdays. 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 It was Tuesdays. Oh, okay. I post on Tuesday. You okay. post on Monday? Well, it's, I guess it's Tuesdays. I thought it was Monday. Technically, it's That's a third party is the reason why it hasn't, but... <laughs> we're good. Uh oh, are we fighting? No, yeah, I guess we're fighting. We're, we gotta, we're that's our goal. first little tiff. Ah, no, ah. it's fine. Okay. So, um, uh, Bob and Tom, and then not Bob and Tom. 
Yeah, it's been big. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, we're, we're four months in now. What, hap- what happened there? Did, can oh, can just, we talk about a, what happened there? It was a time to leave. Yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I'd been there 28 years. Bob was retiring. I had a very short non-compete. For those people who don't know in the business, we have this, what's called a non-compete clause. And mine was only three months, which is unheard of because my contract had That's really basically short. rolled over for like the last 12 years and no one had changed it. Nobody <laughs> it got kind of overlooked or something. So they wanted me to sign a, a longer non-compete. And it just, you know, when I was looking at, I was just looking at it and I just kind of went, if I'm ever going to try to do something on my own, now is the time to do it. Because I knew if I signed another deal, I would have gone and I, and I would have gone in to the end until Tom, because Tom is going to retire at some point, six years, 10 years, whatever. He's going to retire. And I thought, if I don't leave now, I'm going to be here for six to 10 more years. And I really sat and thought about that. And, you know, I had a great friend who just said, turn all your lights off in your room, sit in your chair and really think about what you want. And I hate to say this because I don't like to talk about age, but I'm not getting any younger. And there are things I really wanted to do. And I thought, now is the time to do those things. If I'm going to try to go out on my own and do my own thing, I can go three months without working. I mean, it, it's been tough. Believe me, ask my kids. It's not been a, a, you know, a joy ride. But I knew I could go three months without working. Could I go six months to a year without working? There was no way. There's no way I could do that. So it was just, it just seemed like the right time for me. So that is one awesome, two incredibly brave and uh, courageous and respectable and admirable. And and, crazy. And (laughs) no, it's not crazy. It's much, so that's the point of this whole show is that it's, it's, we're we're like, there are so many people out there that are like, I'm tired of this. I'm miserable. I'm a, I'm a wage slave. I am all of these things and I've been that person. You know, I've been that person that sat on the edge of my bed and went, I don't want to go to work today. It's terrible. I don't do that ever. Even on my worst day, I spring out of bed and I go attack the worst day. Right. Like it's the worst day and I'm going to fucking fix it because I can, or at least I feel like I yeah. can. I've given myself the uh, grandiose illusion that I could if I wanted to. You have the opportunity now. Yeah. I have the opportunity to steer if I want to. And that was kind of the thing for me. And believe me, I'm not, I wish no ill will. I love my former employers. I love everything about them. If it weren't for them, I would not be where I am today. But I was kind of, and they would probably admit, maybe they didn't like what I was doing anymore. It was kind of a rut and it was kind of the same thing every day. And that's not saying it wasn't working. That's not saying it's Mm -hmm. not working now. Just wasn't working for me. But like you just said, I wake up every day and I go, Something big's gonna happen today. I don't know what it is, but something good's gonna happen. And I haven't felt like that in years. I mean, I haven't felt like anything's possible in a long, long time. And now I feel that way. It's even I'm fun when lot, bad stuff happens. Yeah. Let's be honest. But, it's great. But I'm a lot poorer, maybe, my, you know, financially, <laughs> but but my life basically is a lot better. I'm getting up every morning with my kids. I'm making breakfast for them. I had never done that. I'd never gotten to do that. Well, yeah, how could you? You're at work at like I what, was at work. 4.30? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I make lunch for them every day. I mean, I love the fact that I'm there for them more. Um, but I was just telling Brad the other day, I think it was last night, I go, I have never worked harder at being unemployed ever. I mean, <laughs> I have worked harder now being unemployed than I ever worked when I was working. 
but it's so much more gratifying. Yes. And you yes. know what you kind of went through, there's, there's a name for it. It's called the golden handcuffs. And, uh, it's something that I went through at clear channel. Um, I knew that I'd kind of hit that, that peak of being the web director. Mm-hmm. I finally got the director title of something. I was doing what I knew how to do. I was marketing. I was web. I was having fun with it. But after six years of doing that job, it's like, where do I go? I can right. go to corporate, but me and corporate fought a lot because I didn't agree with the way they were doing things. And it finally came down to the point where they brought me in the office and let me go. And I walked out of there with a smile on my face. And it was weird because I'd never, I mean, I knew that I needed to leave. I knew that I had kind of hit that rut. I knew that I was done. I should just try something different. But I I couldn't. It was hard to because you get the perks are awesome. Yeah. The people were awesome. The It was a fun job. I mean, walking away, people would be like, why would you leave that job? Oh, you don't know what I've been through. Talking to my parents, mm-hmm. you know, my my siblings. They're like, what are you doing? I go, I know it may not be the smartest thing. <laughs> I know exactly thing. what you've been through. I mean, they were like, are you out of your mind? Um, and you're, you're, but you're trained to work for the man as a, as a, from a small child. Right. You're and, trained. And to- getting back to what Brad said, the perks, you know, like the other day, Bob and I were, because Bob and I are no longer with the show, we were sitting at his house and I said something, he said something about credentials for the 500 this year. And I'm like, oh my God, we don't have them. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. By the way, Doug Bowles, I know we have them. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But, um, you know, but it's just one of those things that you took for granted. There's so much. The thing that I have found the hardest to deal with, and it wasn't the, the loss of income or the, and, and I think a lot of people will uh, will identify with this, is when you are associated with something for so long, that's part of your identity. Mm-hmm. And so for me not to go, I'm with the Bob and Tom show. Or for me not to, you know, it's hard because it's it's ingrained in me. That's, mm-hmm. you know, what, uh, that's part of who I am. Yeah, I almost or, introduced you as Christy Lee formerly from the Bob and Tom and show. And that's and fine, like, but that's fine. And people do that. I prefer to not do that. But, but it's fine. I mean, that's true. It's a true thing. But it, it is something that has been, that's probably the hardest thing to move on from is to not, you know, go, oh, yeah, I forgot I don't work there anymore. Or... Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not with the show. Have you ever anymore. accidentally gotten up and driven there? No, I haven't done that. <laughs> that's, good, that's good. I left a whole desk full of stuff there, though. That's kind of bad. I always wonder if I could ever go back, kind of get it. But I'm whatever. sure you've got some insiders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could probably I make a phone couldn't. call, but I don't think I don't. There's I don't think there's any. I don't know that there's anything in there that I need, but I. I do it's think about that. It's not like an that. ex-boyfriend where your stuff's been burned. I mean, I don't think they burned it or yeah, anything. <laughs> no, I'm sure you can go back and get it. And who knows? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know. But it's it's it is the reason I wanted to do your show is I was hoping that you could help me learn how to be a business person. And, I would or, be happy to help you learn how to be a business. I mean, person. I know. Not, I don't know that I'm the best person to take but, business advice from. Bottoms up is hiring. <laughs> bottoms up is hiring. Well, would you like I to be mean, an inside sales person? Market, oh God, no, I can't. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. can't sell anything. I can't sell myself for God's sake. And I need someone to market. And I'm so behind on the social media. I mean, there's so much to know about all this stuff. They're still here. <laughs> oh my god! So, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my girlfriends are still here. They're drunk outside the window. Yeah, Do you want to come in? They were come drinking wine from. Come on in. Do you guys want to come in? No, it's 
<laughs> it's a very informal show. It's perfect. And the great thing is, this all gets left in. You want to look at my phone? I dropped it on the floor. It's right there. Yeah, because it's going off. Yeah, don't. Pictures. This is. Oh, you be... were sending me pictures of your tits? What? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God! Okay. Um, my number is three one seven. Why can't I show him? You girls, you're just wearing bras. You're not naked great, or nothing. Great tits, ladies. See, yeah. Josh is the bad boy you're looking for. Ah, uh, yeah. I'll have to uh, link this show up with the previous show that yeah, was in Brit here. Yeah, Britt and Tiff. Britt and Tiff are showing their bras outside. That's what was the I love you. Show? I bet you've never had that happen before I during your podcast. I have never had that happen. However, you should watch the uncensored and oh, I haven't even posted it yet, but the Angel episode. That was that Angel. Shit that was like Jesus. that was like that. Yeah. Well, that was the guest. They were the or she was the guest. <laughs> Who was she? Who's she? Who's Angel? Uh, she a stripper? What? No, no, she's a uh, what ordained minister? An officiant. Ooh, an officiant. Gosh, of weddings. I'm sorry. An not an ordained, not an ordained minister. Well, ordained, yes, but she's an officiant for right. weddings. Okay. That's mainly the reason. Somebody suggested I should do that. Don no, Stuck does it. No, I, I mean, know. You could. But... You get to talk in front of people. It would be right up your alley. Oh, I, sure, I, just... I guess, but. I don't. I don't think it's a good fit. I don't have really a good track record with weddings. <laughs> yeah, marriages. You mean? Yeah, yeah, marriages. I do great at weddings. I did a great. I had a really good time at a wedding. Me neither. I'm one for one. No, I'm one one and zero. Oh. Is that the right way to say it? I don't know. Oh for one. I don't. Oh, so you're one. oh for one. There you're you go. divorced. Yes. She's zero oh for three. You're zero oh for one. You know it's nice. And you're zero oh for zero because you've never been married. Not yet, pussy. Come on. Yeah, Take it. Take misery the loves company. Take the jump. Come on, do it. Come on. <laughs> One yeah. of these I think I'm I'm think I'm with the person, so Yeah. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen here. They're cute together. All right. They are cute together. It, it is great. You're you're very good. You're very How good are we doing kids. on time? I know we had a hard stop. Oh, I feel oh, like it's just sorry. flying by. We still have a half hour to go. Oh nice. Well technically no, we don't twenty minutes. Twenty minutes and then the open. Because I gotta run. I know, you said four thirty. No, I got to be home at 4.30. Oh. This shit got so delightfully derailed. We are going to have is to it, but that's redo what the Christie about. episode. No, this is what podcast is about. It's great. We're going to have to at uh, Christie part two very soon. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could do Christie part <laughs> Where two. Where we just uh, constantly uh, update on your on your venture. What? Because I, I really don't have anything to... No, we Here's were, the you, thing. you wanted to ask me business Here's advice the thing about what I'm finding out. We got inter- interrupted by Tits McGee 1 and Tits right. McGee 2. The, here's what I'm finding out, that my girlfriends, Britt and Tiff, will show their tits to anybody, A. And B, <laughs> I am also finding out that I have a real hard time figuring out my next step. Okay, and I have a lot of people saying, you just throw a lot of things out there and see what sticks. But mm-hmm. I'm finding that I'm throwing a lot of things out there, but it's causing me not to be able to focus on things that what am I supposed to focus on? I don't know. It's like, I need to figure out what it is. Like, is it podcasting? That's a big entrepreneurial problem. I mean, is is it podcasting? Is it public speaking? Is it voiceover work? Is it, so when you start, so many things, when you, there's, there's a very, and it's hard to identify this line. When you start, you do exactly that. You, 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 uh, we call it, uh, planting seeds, right? Mm -hmm. So you pretend like you got a big field. You're going to plant as many seeds as you possibly can. Right. And then you see what grows. And whatever's growing the best, you harvest. Okay. If that makes sense, that's a, I don't know if so that's that a good analogy or not. So that would be our podcasting thing has so been far, doing yeah. quite, it, quite well so far. It could be. Um, right. And then at a certain point, you you need to focus on what is growing well. 
and you need to make that shift. And that is where a lot of people mess up and fail. I, I spent a year, a, I spent a good year learning that the hard way mm-hmm. where I was in the mindset of the entrepreneur where I am focusing on everything and trying to do as much as I possibly can. But now nothing is really doing very well because I should have been focusing on what was growing well. And I had to, I had to learn that lesson and pull back and then focus on what was growing well. And I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, no that makes, makes total sense. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I see what you're saying. So it's, it's a very, it's when you start, you're trying to plant as much as you can. Once something starts to grow, you focus on what's growing the best and you, it's, it's really tough. It's, it's a tough thing to determine is what tough. is and it's, it's all, it's all uh, subjective and depends on the person and the situations, but and the more you talk to people, the more ideas they come up with, and the more... I mean, I am swimming in ideas. Oh, there's plenty of great ideas. Oh, my God. If they would only pay money, I would be all in. Right. But everybody has an idea. Everybody has this, we want to do this, we want to do that. Show me the money. I mean, I hate to go back to that you know, terrible Tom Cruise line, but it's true. I mean, yeah, show me no, the money. In a lot of regards, there's, it is true. There's no money in a lot of great ideas. And, and also, well, I'm finding that because I have a brand... A lot of people want to hook their star into my brand and I'm not, I'm flattered. Believe me, I'm flattered. But I also don't feel comfortable coming on with someone else or doing something with someone else Mm -hmm. when I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I don't really know exactly where my path is going. You will, so I've experienced that to some level too where somebody sees this and is like, that's the best idea I've ever seen. We should do this. Right. And I'm like, no man, I gotta, I gotta work on my own thing got my own thing going that's really cool that you're doing that but i got my own thing going that's a good line and i found a way to take both of you what's that i said and i found a way to pull both of you in so it's perfect yeah oh you know i mean i'm the big leech (laughs) (laughs) oh brad yeah Yeah. okay i get it uh i've been drinking um yeah yeah brad's gonna hang on and just be so successful and we're all gonna go shit we should have just done what he did he's Um, gonna be the most successful co-tailor of all of us yeah i know He's got you, me, Hammer and Nigel. He's going to be like, oh my God. Um, that's smart of star you. Star producer. Very good, Brad. Very good. Star producer. Baron of Starfucker. Um, anyway. Um, so where were we going with that? Oh, yeah. So just, and if there's anything I can say about going out on my own and people are like, God, oh, don't you miss your show? Yeah, I miss the show. Of course I miss the show. It was 28 years of my life off and on. But what I have gained is... I have become, and if you ask people, if you people that know me, I have become more empowered. I have become more out. I, even I thought I was outgoing, but I've become more outgoing. I've become happier. I've become more excited. Like you were saying, every day I get up and go. I have no idea what today is going to bring. <laughs> Not and and I'm I'm going to tell you that's way out of my comfort zone. I am a total planner. I got to know scheduling where I'm going, what I'm going to do. It has been so hard for me to get up every day and, you know, go, oh my God, this is what I have to do today because I'm so used to getting up, you know, for 28 years, I got up at four, I was at work at five, I left at 10, 20, 11 o'clock, I went and worked out, I was home by 1.30, I slept from two to 2.30, I picked up my kids at school, I did dinner, I cleaned up, I went to bed at nine. That was my life. Literally, that was my life. Now I have... (sighs) None of that. I have no, I mean, I have to look at my, every day I have to get up and go, shit, what am I doing today? You know, like, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? I mean, (laughs) 
I'm getting more tit pictures. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you, Britt and Tiffany. Um, I got sidetracked, but no, I mean, I mean, it's just really out of my comfort zone. And but that's I, where good things happen is outside your comfort and zone. Everyone keeps saying that, and I want to tell people who are absolutely out there thinking, "God, I hate my job. I would like to quit and do something for myself." I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say that I've had, I mean, I don't have a lot of money. People think, people, there are people who literally, I was in a job interview, I swear as God is my witness, and the guy says to me, I Googled you, and they said you were worth $74 million. And I go, you are actually going to say that with a straight face, looking me in the eye? Do you think I would be here if I was worth $74 million? I go, there are a lot of decimal points wrong there, okay? I'm not wealthy. I did not make a lot of money. I made a great income. I did very well. I'm not going to complain. But I'm not Bob money. I'm not retirement money. I'm, you know, I'm still figuring it out. But I also know that there's a lot more to life than just a dollar or a check or, you know, yeah, maybe I had to cut back on this and this and this, but... It's great. I wake up every day going, yes. Yeah. I'm happy. This is fun. I live in a basement in a rental. Okay, I'm not that bad. I drive the high school, my high school vehicle. I'm having the time of my fucking life. Wow. How old are you? I'm 33, I think. Okay, well, you're young enough. You're young enough to claim that, I guess. Am I? Yeah. That's good. 33. High school vehicle. What are you driving? It's got to be a great car. No, it's a dented up Dodge Skoda. Yeah, but it's lasted a long time. Fuck yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. great. It's what, 10? I can't believe you're not. In fact, I was years? explaining to someone just today about this, and they're like, he's not a millionaire? And I go, you would think. On paper, I'm a millionaire. But that's very different than in real life. How is it different? Well, so when you're a millionaire on paper, that means your assets are worth millions of dollars. Okay. My assets are the patents behind this invention so they're arguably worth bottoms up in case you're just turning in yes they're <laughs> they're I'm arguably sorry. worth between the um potential earnings of the company for the next five to ten years depending mm-hmm. on how you wanted to, if you wanted to evaluate it that way which would be about 21 million dollars or at this stage or the potential earnings of that patent over the life of that patent which are arguable arguably into the billions of dollars right right, right. so in real life... Do you want to get married? <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot, too. I bet um, you do. Go ahead. <laughs> in real life, uh, I live in a basement. I drive my high school truck. I eat a lot of Top Ramen. I pay myself as little as possible. I invest every dime that I possibly can back into the company. Because you see I the potential. I pay my employees more yeah. than I make. I'm the lowest paid person in the company. And uh, it's all for... The it's all for what we're doing. I off that right there, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Have you ever have you seen the Batman where he stands on top the pile of money and lights it on fire mm-hmm. and shoots all the gangsters? That's what I'm doing. Like that's what I get to do every day. I get to wake up. I don't give a shit about the money. I don't give a shit about anything else other than the that I get to. Uh, I get the opportunity to change the course of humanity for the rest of humanity. And that's I get a to great be thing. the one that did that. Well, and that's and that's a wonderful way to look at it. And it's also great that, you know, 
people keep saying, oh, the money will come. But that's not why we do this. This isn't why we do this. No. We do this because we want to prove, I want to prove to people, that's my whole thing. I want to prove to people that, yeah, I got something here. Maybe I, maybe I don't. But I really wanted the opportunity to try because yeah. I was never, I was never really given that opportunity. And so just well, you were singing backup, right? And now you get to sing. Yeah, yeah. Or as somebody said the other day, you're a great volleyer. I'm like, I'm ready to serve. Like, I don't <laughs> want to serve volley. this shit up, bitch. Let's serve this shit up. That's exactly right. <laughs> if you want to play tennis my way, I'm serving. <laughs> if you want me to volley, I don't think I want to play that game. I mean, I've done that, been there, done that. I thought and I was so, talking about volleyball, but. You know, I'm ready to do something different. You, you know, bump. You want to spike. bump, spike. Yeah, yeah. bump, set, spike. Bump. Yeah, very good. Were you a volleyball player? N- no, but I really, I'm. It's the only sport I'm good at. Oh, that's interesting. It is. What other hidden talents do you have? Bowling. Like bowling, like I'm a two ten. What? What are you? I average like a one eighty something. That's good. That's I was just bad. throwing that shit out. You, yeah, I wanted to be good. a pro bowler at one point in my life. Um, I can pinstripe. What's that mean? You know where you take a paintbrush and you dip it in the paint and then you like run. Oh, so we're not talking about bowling anymore. No. You asked me about my hidden talents. <laughs> I know. Hidden, what other you hidden talents? You can pinstripe. Yeah. How does that? I can hit a speed bag a lot? really well. No, I do it as like a something to do when I'm not working. So I'm what do you working. pinstripe? My barbecue, things around the house. Okay, this is good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've never met anyone who pinstripes. That's really? interesting. Yeah. No. I'm, you tape it or you do it all freehand? All freehand. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't, cool. I don't, something I. How about that Dodge Dakota? Is it pinstripe? No. <laughs> no. What's funny is I don't like it on cars. I just. You know. Really. Yeah. No. I build things like me and my dad made this. Mostly my dad. I needed something for him uh-huh. to do while he was here. There's no pinstriping on it though. No, there isn't. Okay. Next time I come in here, there better be a pinstripe on it, Brad. Yeah. It's not get my right job. <laughs> not you. It's I his job. I can't pinstripe for shit. No, it's his job. He's I can the draw, pinstriper. but I can't even make the second light fixture. I know. I know. What the hell's with that? <laughs> I bought new microphones <laughs> that aren't installed yet. It's a very cool thing. Why don't you make another one? It can't be that hard, right? Is it that for hard? Josh, this is a this is a cakewalk. For me, it was. It was a trying thing. I mean, Solid I f- thought I figured it out, but um, it took me about two weeks to finally figure it out. Oh, the light fixture? And even then, I'm still not convinced that if you touch it one of these days, you're not just going to electrocute yourself. But, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You just need another one. Yeah, just I duplicate do. Duplicate exactly what you did there. <laughs> Over there, it's all done. It's easy. Put a sign on it that says, don't touch. Don't touch, yeah. Well, the good news Risk is... Risk of death. Or have anybody who walks in here sign a, you know... There's there's also this thing where Josh actually has equipment that I don't have that makes it much easier process. Even though he could do it much quicker than I could mm-hmm. without that, he likes to use hacksaws when he has a machine shop at his disposable. I know. Disposable. Who, See? Josh? No, no me. Yeah, oh, you, you like hacksaws? He likes to use a hacksaw. I used a hacksaw today to try to make the uh, the the mic stand shorter. Yeah, I bitched about that because I'm so short. I mean, look, I should sit on a well, it's these stupid a chairs. But I keep book. I keep forgetting that I can just you know go what two miles over and go to josh's shop it's like two minutes away just <laughs> bring it by we'll do whatever you need do you have a shop yeah oh we have a shop we have a shop that has a machine shop in it that fixes the equipment that runs the facility oh okay so it, full machine shop do you have that any other businesses you're working on no just this one hmm. yeah it takes okay. all of my time and oh i can see that but just uh we just rebuilt our sales process which is nice so the infrastructure of the company has just been completely reorganized 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 so for somebody like me who's starting out who's just you know has really no idea what the hell she's doing what advice do you have 
Well, um, I, I, I would lean towards the plant all the seeds, mm-hmm. do all the things. If, if it sounds like a good idea, do it. I mean, you got nothing to lose um, other than a little bit of your time, which is all you have as an entrepreneur. Right. Your time is all you have. And then as you start to develop something, just don't do what I did and stay as diversified as long as I did and focus on what is working. And, you know, just be, be aware that that could happen, that you stay spread too thin too long and what is what was great starts to lack and therefore is dying. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I know what that means. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then cool. also... Uh, find people that are good at what you're not good at and let them be yeah. good at that. So if you're listening, I need an agent and what else? Marketing. Social I don't think media you need marketing. an agent. Why, why do you need an agent? Because I can't market myself. I'm terrible at it. I'm very bad. With that attitude, you'll always be bad at it. See, I hear that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm trying to be better. Why are you bad at it? What... What, what makes I have you no idea. I've met, I have met with potential clients. You know, we want you to be our spokesperson. I do lunch. I think it's wonderful. We have a great time. Never hear from them again. So what do I, what am I doing wrong? Okay, so you only are going to, you this, so I know this from raising money for a company. Right. You are only going to close somewhere between 20 and 30% of anything you ever talk about. Okay. You'll have the most amazing meetings and you'll leave going, that was amazing. This is going to be epic. This is going to be great. And you'll never hear from them again. So that's normal? That's really, really, really normal. See, I took it personally. Like, oh my God, what have I done? They hated me. I took it personally for the longest time. Yeah. And uh, it resulted, <laughs> it, it kind of, it, it will result in you eventually being less excited about things, which is, sounds crazy, but you'll, you'll still be excited about what you're doing, but you'll get less excited about what has been proposed to you until the dollars at the bank, if that makes your sense. Your expectations are lowered. Lower your expectations. That's big with me. Yeah. I, and you need my, to lower your expectations. All my life, I've, not, I've needed to do that. Yeah. Lower my expectations. Oh, man, then you'll was, never be disappointed. You'll never be disappointed, but then you can be excited about it when it happens. Right. Right. And I tell people that, oh, just lower your expectation. And then you also have but to lower But I don't your, listen to my own advice you ever. Also, you also have to lower your expectations when you start bringing other people on because other people will never do as good of a job as you wanted it to be ever. Yes, but you can't do it all. You want you, to do it all, but you can't do right. it all. Yes. Yes. So I guess the whole gist of it, just lower your expectations mm-hmm. and plant as many seeds as possible. Great. <laughs> Okay, thanks for being a guest. Yeah. Oh, whose show are we doing? <laughs> Mine or his? I got, I got it's confused. It's been great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No, it's been great to be here. I apologize for you coming in after the Brit and Diff thing. No, it's Although you got great. to see some great tits. So, I did. They you were know, nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't all bad. <laughs> Could have been Those worse. girls, I tell you. Oh. I really got to stop producing shows. I'll get in the action, get to see tits too. <laughs> oh, I'll show you the pictures. No, I know. Did we get some actual tits or more? No, they're just bra shots. Fucking pussy bitches. Yeah. Oh, they're ca- she. They're calling. I wish we were live because they would. I mean, they're calling you out. Oh, now she's saying that she's taking uh, Britt home with her. So I don't know what that means. I don't mean. I don't know if that means they're all going over to her house and tips and getting drunk or what. But I can't join them. I have work to do tonight. You do have work yeah. to do. Yes. So yes. why we should wrap it up? Let's wrap oh, it. Oh, God, this has been too much fun. Christy Can we Lee. do another edition? It's been fantastic. Yes. yes. Can we I come back when back I'm off. really successful and tell you I'd prefer exactly you come back how I got to be before. successful. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of Have it. a good idea, make a million dollars. That's yes. the entrepreneurial key. Right. I don't think, I'm, I'm not worried about making a million dollars. I just want to be happy. Yeah, but you're going to. You think? Oh, man. Oh, my God. I love this man. Yeah. I just want to be happy at this point. Aren't you right now? Yeah, but I mean, just stay this way and be able to make my mortgage payment. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't want my kids well, to be kicked know, out on the street. If you live, you know, mortgage making a mortgage payment. How is big is that basement? Define, yeah. <laughs> you're well, I mean... <laughs> It's, I got a king size she bed. You're welcome drives. at any time. Yeah, well, I got two girls too. So hey, Josh. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> she shovels drives. So it's I nice. do shovel driveways. Yes. <laughs> Ask Nigel about that. I offered. She's she's totally I'm totally single. <laughs> hard and fast. There you go. Not hard and fast when you're doing the blowjob, though. guess that depends on the person yeah, depends on <laughs> the i guess person. you need direction you're yeah. right brad i'm sorry you, i, I apologize fingers uh-huh.